Hey, this is Welby Pierce. I'm the lead pastor of Hope Rising Church. I want to thank you for listening today. I hope it inspires you, hope it builds your faith, and hope it gives you perspective to see how God is moving in your life. I hope you enjoy the message. Thank you, Lord, that you change everything. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen. Come on, your high five three people as you take a seat and tell them he changes everything. Come on, he changes everything. He changes everything. So good. He changes everything. I don't know about you, but I'm glad that Jesus changed everything for me. Amen. Everything for me. And here's the deal. I know if he did it for me, he can do it for you. I said, if he did it for me, he can do it for you. And so I don't know what you came in holding on to today. I don't necessarily maybe even know where you're at. I may not even know your name. But it's all right. Jesus has got you. We got these shirts that say, I got you, fam. Jesus has got you. All right. He's got you. And it's all right. And so, man, we're going to have a good day today. It's, it's going to be good. Like, you're going to laugh today. And you're going to laugh some more. Oh, man, it's going to be so good. We are in a series called Uncommon. I'm Pastor Welby, by the way. And uh, if I've not had a chance to meet you, I'd love to meet you uh, after service um, but we're in a, in a series called Uncommon, and it's about relationships. And, and so uh, we've talked about uncommon love and uncommon influence, and we've talked about uh, how to have um, uncommon communication with other people. How many know we, we, we need some help with some communication uh, in our world today? Um, uh, let, and, and unco- uh, uncommon conflict. How many had any conflict this week? Anybody had some conflict this week you might have needed some help with? And so, come on, how many got some teenagers with some attitude? Let's go, come on. And so, um, uh, we've talked about how, how do we have healthy relationships? And I think that's key. And so, uh, today, uh, I thought it was going to be, I thought it'd be awesome. Uh, we're going to talk about having an uncommon marriage. All right. And so I thought, man, if we're going to talk about marriage, man, no better way to do it than to bring my wife up. So y'all give it up for my wife today. She's coming up, man. So excited to get to, to, to speak with her today. Uh, you don't always, uh, we don't always get to speak together. Uh, but I just thought this would be a, a fun uh, a fun way to to talk about marriage, and so that way, that way uh, you can hear me, but then you can hear her, <laughs> right? So there you go, yeah. And so oh yeah, I got the mic now. She's like, take pay that. back, y'all. Just kidding. <laughs> she's like, take that sucker. And so um, hey, today's gonna be really, really. I believe that even though we're talking about marriage today. Um, I believe today, if you are, uh, whether you're single, you're dating, or you're married, I, I believe this is, is a good message for anybody. I believe it's a good message um, and a reminder for those that are married, 
Uh, I believe if, if you're single, this would be good information for you to, uh, to log into your phone uh, or, or whatever it may be. So as you are dating and as you are preparing for marriage, that um, you can go back over some of these notes and uh, believe what the Lord's doing is a good thing. Amen. And so, uh, hey, let's dive in today, if you would. Man, it, it's spring break. I hope you have a wonderful spring break. Um, and so what better way to start it? you the man, brother. Give it up for Fabian. Come on. <laughs> let's go. Hey, uh, we want you to know, if you're a guest with us, we believe church should be enjoyed and not endured, okay? So we're going to have fun. It's okay to laugh. It's, it's okay to um, holla back if you, if you must, okay? So uh, Genesis chapter 2, verses 18 through 24, it says this. It says, Then the Lord God said, It is not good for the man to be alone. And all the fellows said, What? What? Uh, I will make a helper who is just right for him. And we're going to skip to verse 21. It says, so the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. While the man slept, the Lord God took out one of the man's ribs and closed up the opening. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib and he brought her to the man. At last, the man exclaimed, this one is bone from my bone and flesh from my flesh. She will be called, whoa, man, because she was taken from man. This explains why man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are united into one. Yeah, you know, just like you said, the two are united into one. So think about that concept right there. And remember back to your wedding day. And if you're not married yet, think about your future Pinterest wedding day. Um, <laughs> yes, we didn't have Pinterest when we got married. No. I mean, we're going to have to do it again, you know, teach other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because Pinterest is now a thing. So anyways, uh, we, we didn't have that. But thank God you do for those who are going to get married. But think back to your wedding day. Um, we were, you know, searching the interwebs for some pictures of marriage. And we found these couple of supermodels. Can y'all throw up these supermodels? Look at that. That's Sexy us. Sexy right there. <laughs> That's us. I was 19 and he was like 50. We're bringing we? sexy back. <laughs> you? So that's our wedding day. And, um, you know, you just have these nostalgic feelings when you think about your wedding day. Um, and if you don't, I'm sorry, there's healing for you. But, um, but you know, just those feelings that you get, man, that was the best day. Some of you may not remember it. It happens like so quick. Um, but that was us on our wedding day back in 2003. So we've been married for... 15, going on 16. Um, so here's a couple of more pictures that, um, you know, we've seen whenever we think of, you know, having that kind of relationship, that kind of love. So if you'll throw that up there. Oh, look. Yes. He's they're, cooking in the kitchen. They're cooking. We know that's Precious. not really real. Come on. I mean, please. All right. Next. <laughs> Oh. oh, he's feeding her popcorn. That's what it looks like on a Friday night for us. That's it. Let's watch popcorn. a movie together. The kids are finally in bed. Yes. All right, next. Oh, oh yes. And uh, wherever that is. No clue. 
Italy, because everybody can afford but, to go but there. They, but they got a selfie going. Let's yes. go. All Love right. It. Next. Dude, oh, yeah. my back. <laughs> Babe, don't. I told him not to use that picture. That's from Cabo, so. Yes. My toes are cute, huh? Yeah. Anyways. Dude, my back looks good. <laughs> oh, there yes. Go. The, the Paris Tower. picture. Come on. If you've ever been to Paris, you've got, you you got to take the obligatory picture, right? Right there. All right. Oh, that's by the lake. Remember that? No. <laughs> no. We don't do camping. No. We, we camp. We camp in in, uh, in tents that have Hilton and Marriott next to it. Praise so, Jesus. Yes, another one by the, mm, I don't know what that love is. You but so that's, much. Is, that you see that, right? And you're like, wow, look at that relationship. They're so perfect. So amazing. <laughs> oh. Another one. <laughs> right? Like that's Pose. She's not even laughing. For real, anyways. I love this one, though. Look. This is true love. If lost, return to Jan. I am Jan. And that's real love. Right that's there. real right there. <laughs> so these photos, they are carefully planned. You know, you see the ones walking down the road. And if you've ever done a, uh, you know, a shoot with a photographer, it's like, it's not that fun, right? It's like 75 poses later and you're all contorted and you're like, is my angle good, you know? So these are carefully planned, sculpted, crafted, highlight reels of people's relationships and their love lives. Yeah, so, so we, if we ask this, what, what's the, that, that that you want or that they want? Like you say, I want that. That's what I want, right? I want the Pinterest wedding and I want, I want it to look like that. Uh, but if we asked you what that is, most of us can't define what that is. Like, I don't know what that is, but I want that. That looks good, uh, but I, I, don't, I can't really define it. And uh, we say things like this, you know, love. I want love. I, 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 that, that is long walks on the beach, holding hands together, right? Kissing each other live on the, at the Astros game on the kissing cam, right? Or whatever, you know. Um, that, that's, that's what we're talking about. Your wife coming home and bringing you like a, home a new pair of J's or something. Come on, somebody. Like, that's love, right? Or, or he brings home some, a dozen red roses. or Like, that's, that's love. That, I want that. That is love. But if you've lived long enough, you know that might just be a part of love, but that's not really love completely there's 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 so much more to it than that it's it's different there's there's something special and 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 what we come to realize is that we have two people that are broken with past coming together to become one right and and where where this person has a past and and this person has a past and and there's baggage over here and there's baggage over over there and and there's 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 hurts and there's insecurities and and there's doubts and there's fears and we bring it all into a relationship into a marriage and we're like this is going to be great and then we have to live it out and we're like oh this is this is kind of crazy, and she's sensitive, but I'm demanding. I explode, 
she withdraws, right? And we, we begin to see these differences and, and learn these, these things about each other. And, and what we learn is that relationships are roads filled with massive miscommunications. Have you ever been misunderstood before? I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. I didn't say it like that, right? Painful misunderstandings, hurt feelings, hard conversations. We've talked about having hard conversations a couple of weeks ago, how to have uncommon communication with each other and how to, to deal with conflict in a healthy way. Slamming doors, punching walls, not me, her, okay? <laughs> um, and the truth is, is that your marriage is not a destination, but it's an ongoing journey. That's right. And, and you know, how do you get that? So he talked about a little bit of that. And that comes through a Christ-centered relationship and a Christ-centered marriage. So you may ask, Kristen, what is a Christ-centered marriage? I, th I think a lot of times in, you know, in reading the Bible or in talking, you know, maybe some Christian lingo, you're like, well, that sounds really good, but how do you live that out? What is a Christ-centered marriage? So I think before we fully understand what a Christ-centered marriage is, you have to take inventory of your life, of yourself, of your home. Um, you, have to, you have to look at yourself and say, is my life centered around myself? Is my life centered around my kids? Is my life centered around uh, trying to make something out on social media so people think my life is amazing and exciting and they want to be me and they want to be jealous? Um, is it about your image um, or is it about anything else? And just kind of take, taking inventory. You know, I had this thought of like checking the pulse on your marriage. Welby and I, we like to check the pulse on our marriage and just kind of put aside like, you know, after a long day, maybe you work apart, maybe you work together 24 seven, like Welby and Church I do. <laughs> whoop, whoop. Um, but maybe you work together, maybe you work separately, but when your spouse and you come together at the end of the day, maybe putting aside like the, the surface, how was your day? Great, okay, I'm gonna hop on my phone or watch TV. Maybe getting a little deeper and just say, like look them in the eyes, maybe like stare at them and just them alone uh, when the kids are in bed probably and say, you know, how are you? You know, how are you? Like, no, how are you really? Is there something I could be doing a little better to meet your needs? And that's come in really helpful for us um, that it's not always about the other person, that it, it's, it's about how can I be better for you, not what can you do for me. So just taking inventory. I mean, can you imagine if Amazon, for instance, didn't take inventory? I mean, there'd be a lot of teed off suburban house moms. I Let's mean, go. you have to take inventory. It's so important of, of the temperature of your home, of your relationship, and all that's going on in between you guys. Yeah, I, I like to ask the question sometimes. Um, I'm not always good at this, but how's your soul? Like, when's the last time you've been asked that question? Like, when you go home today and, and, you, and you got a couple minutes, just sit down and talk to your spouse and, and ask the question, 
press pause, right? How are you doing? But how's your soul doing? I'm great, work's good, marriage is great. I love you, you love me, you cook wonderful, it's amazing. Kids are great, they love each other, they never fight, right? Um, and because we get so busy, right? We li- when, when I think of Houston and then I, I think of our, our culture and our society just here in Houston, I think of busy. You know, we, 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 go, we're, we wake up early to beat traffic to get to work and uh, we're, we, we try to beat traffic on the way home because we've got to get the kids to go to rehearsals and go, go to practices and, and whatever it takes and we've got to find time to cook dinner and do homework and, and, and all of this and we just, we're on just autopilot. Everybody, anybody ever felt like that before? You're on autopilot? You're just stuck on autopilot. But, but when's the last time you've really asked your spouse or even asked yourself, how's your soul doing? And I think, it's, I think it's important that we, that we take those things, those moments, and that we would, we would ask them. Because here's the deal, is that, that in a Christ-centered marriage, Jesus is your one, and your spouse is your two. Jesus is your one, and your spouse has to be two. It's, it's important that, that we would lean into Jesus first, and then lean into our spouse seconds. Come on, lean with me and rock with me, baby, all right? Come on, lean with me, rock with me. Lean into Jesus a little bit first, and then lean into your spouse second, because here's why. Because because some of you are leaning into your spouse first for things that they were never created to give you in the first place. Some of you are trying to find some security in your spouse first, and your security needs to be in Christ first. Now, now, yeah, there needs to be some safety there, and there needs to be some security there, and we need, to, we need to find ourselves wrapped up within each other, but before I find anything within Kristen or Kristen within me, we've got to find ourselves in Jesus first, because, because get it, hey, listen, I, I'm going to fail her. I'm not perfect, all right? I know that shocks some of you. You're like, What? I know, you thought, you, you know she's perfect, but you thought I was too, I'm not, okay? And, and so, so there's gonna be times where, where maybe I, I, I fail her, but, but her identity must be wrapped in Jesus first. And where, where we have, you have emotional needs and, and there are spiritual needs and, and, and there just are things in you that your spouse wasn't created to give you. Jesus was. Jesus says, where people leave you short, I will make up the difference. Come on, and we need Jesus to make up the difference in our marriages, in our relationships, and how we communicate with each other, and how we have conflict with one another. Uh, We've got to learn that Jesus is our one, our spouse is our two. In fact, we just go by the golden rule, right? Love God. Love people, love God first, right? That's what he was saying. Lean into Jesus first, and then love people second, and then so love your spouse next. That's right, in a Christ-centered marriage, this is something that we've learned, and I think, you know, if, if you grasp this concept, I think it'll just like totally strengthen your marriage, but we were, um, I guess it was two years ago, and we, there was just like, 
you feel like some tension in your home and you know it's there and it's like the big elephant in the room and you just feel it and you know, you're kind of upset with each other. You don't wanna talk and, and like your kids are feeling it. They're experiencing like stress and tension. And I think we just looked up and we were like, we have to learn how to fight together instead of against each other. And that was so, that was a pivotal point in our marriage because we realized that, you know, the enemy of our souls and our home that wants to take our kids and destroy our family, um, he's fighting against us and we're turning on each other with friendly fire. Have you heard of that term in the military where uh, one soldier fires on the other soldier and wounds or kills them. And that's what was happening in our home. We had a whole bunch of friendly fire going on. We're fighting each other. Meanwhile, the enemy's coming in and we can't fight him, but we need to fight together. Um, Whenever we started the church, you know, um, I feel like whenever you start something like a business or a church, um, the flaws that you have and the things that are inside of you really come to light. And they're displayed in front of a lot of people. Um, But one thing, one of the biggest fights that we had starting this church, do you wanna know what it was over? Pins. It was over pins. Because I was dead set, I was like, no, we need pins with a logo on it and we need, you know, and he's like, we don't need pins. I'm like, what are they going to write with? He's like, we don't need pins. We need pins. So we realized we're fighting like 99 cent pins from targets. Yes. And not Walmart. you fight over some of the stupidest things. And if you're being real, you're like, just step back. We're fighting over pins. Let's calm down and learn to fight with each other. Yeah. I was like, we'll get there. Like, we still don't have pins with our name on it. It's cool. <laughs> like, I don't think anybody's ever said, oh my gosh, I can't believe this church doesn't have a pin with their logo on it. I'm not coming back, right? You know, I'm not giving my life to Jesus today, uh, but until they have a pin with their name on it. And so. But notice there are pins in your chairs. Yes. I'm just kidding. Yeah, there are pins. <laughs> and so, yeah, I, I, you have to realize, hey, we're, we're in this we're in this thing together, not fighting against, but, but together towards a common purpose and a, a common goal. I, there, was, there was a time early on in our marriage where we were, we, we honestly, we, we don't have a lot of what I'd call arguments. Uh, we get along really well, um, which, is, which is great. And so, but early on in our marriage, there was, we were, we were, uh, uh, youth pastoring somewhere and uh, we were in an apartment and I don't even know why we were arguing but but it got heated. You ever been like in a heated conversation and uh, you know um, and it's behind closed doors so it's really heated, right? And so, um, man, it just got heated and, and, and I, I had to exercise my dominance as the man of the house. I'm the man of this house, right? And so, uh, put, I, we had this, this counter, this countertop or whatever, and I just went, wham, and I was like, listen here, ah, right, like I hurt my hand, and I was like, and, and we kind of stopped in the moment, and it was, it was like one of those, like, those, like, listen and look, to, look at yourself moments, right, like, you're being foolish, like, you're, you're acting like an idiot, right, um, I, I think I think I said this a couple of weeks ago, but 
But fellas, once, once scientifically proven, once our blood pressure goes over 100, go over 100, like we don't think rationally and, and nobody even cares what we're saying anyways at that moment, right? And so uh, you might be yelling, trying to exercise your dominance, but it doesn't work. She's not listening to you anymore. She just wants to throat punch you, okay? And so. Um, and she might. And she might. Um, but we got to learn that, hey, we're fighting together in this thing. And, and, and what we've learned is how to fight together is, is that we pray together regularly. Just take a moment and, and pray together. Maybe you're in bed and getting ready to go to sleep and, and you just would, man, it doesn't have to be some long drawn out prayer, but just spending a moment together in prayer giving God thanks for what he's done and what he's doing, and maybe you've got some pressing issue, and, uh, and it may not be about your marriage, but hey, it may be something at your job or maybe financially related or whatever it may be, but you spend a moment leaning into God together. And, and, and if, you're, if, you're a, if you're a guy, you may, you may be like, man, that's really intimidating to, to lead out in prayer with your spouse. And, and uh, I want you, I, I get it, I've been there. Uh, it's, it's not always um, this comfortable thing, right? Um, but can I tell you just to start there? Start, start praying together regularly, just, just try it. Uh, guys, like, do you, can, I, can I help you for a second, fellas? Can I help you? Like, do you wanna know how to turn on your wife? No, okay, well. Um, <laughs> Wives, do you want me to help your husbands <laughs> teach them how to turn on the switch? All right. Um, dude, just grab your wife's hand and start praying. Like, like, guys, you want to know when they think you're the sexiest? Is when you're praying. When you're doing your, 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 your word, when you're, Maybe you're in a devotion or whatever. Like, like when your wife sees you doing that, she's like, hey boy, come here, holler. And doing that in the kitchen while you're washing dishes. Woo. Yes. I mean, come on. Hey, hey, sex doesn't start in the bedroom, all right? I'm just going to let you know, all right? Like, it starts at 7 a.m. when the kids are getting up, getting ready for school, and, and you're helping taking the kids to school. And, and, and maybe you don't normally do that, or maybe, you, you know, but if you're able to, if your schedule allows that, man, just, just, just help a little bit. Your wife's gonna be like, who is this man? Come here. And, and, and maybe it's helping with homework or, or cleaning the house a little bit, or like, like it's an all day thing. And, and so, hey, send her, send her that note that says, man, I'm just thinking about you, girl. Can't wait to come home and, and be with you and just love you and, and, and eat dinner tonight. And you ain't gotta say nothing about, you know, brown chicken, brown cow, you know what I'm saying? And like, you, you ain't gotta say nothing about that. You just gotta be like, girl, just, I'm just thinking about you, thinking about me, come on. And, uh, and you just go home and, 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 and you're, just, you're, just, you're just set in the way. Right? Come on, you just pave in the way. How many like it when that, that just, it's, it's paved, right? Come on, it's, 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 it's nice. And so, um, so when it comes time to being intimate with one another, she's like, hey boy, come here. Because cause, cause here's the deal. 
Dudes think about it all day long. Like, that's their love language. Like, if you want to know your, your husband's love language, it's being intimate with him. He's like, the, the, the physicality, nature. He's like, right? he just be a tiger, right? He's, he, he, that, that sex is the love language, all right? Some of you are like, man, I've heard sex more in this service than I've heard anywhere in a church. We're just gonna be real. Is it okay for real? Yeah. All right, good, because that's, that's, that's who we are. And so that's his love language. But, but also, she has a love language, and it may not always be that. And so we gotta, we gotta lean into that some also. And so here's the deal with being intimate with one another is, is you need to be intimately involved with your spouse. I'll say early and often. We were in a series last year and, and she wasn't up here and so it was a little tougher for me to say this, but she's up here with me now so I'll, I'll, I'm gonna say it. But you need to be intimately involved with your spouse three times a week or more. Like, I mean, our world is overly sexually saturated. We have sexual images thrown at us all day, every day. I know some of y'all quiet right now, but you need to act like, like I know, I, you know what I'm talking about. You don't have to go very far to check, just to, to, to be tempted, to see anything. You know, in fact, you just gotta lift up your phone. And turn on Instagram or turn on Facebook or, or, or get on Snapchat or, or, or drive down the freeway and there's a billboard. or, or it, 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 You don't have to go far. And we're overly, we're overly stimulated sexually by other things. And one of the things that the enemy of your soul wants from you is for you to be unfaithful with your spouse or to your spouse. And so, so we are sexually driven creatures. If you're, if you're a guy, we are sexually driven creatures and, and it's how we roll and it's what we love and it's what we crave. And, 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 and I'm just telling you, as a married couple, you need this. Can I give you free marriage counseling today? No, but I'm gonna give it to you anyways. Okay, thanks, Pastor Welby. You need this. I'm trying not to stand up, but you need this. <laughs> you need it. You need it as much as possible. Once or twice a month, ain't cutting it. Come on, somebody. I'm, I'm so glad somebody is with me. <laughs> like, like it, it, it doesn't cut it. Because here's the deal. No, I'm going to wait. Go ahead, babe. So, you know, he talked a little bit about from, you know, a man's perspective and how they're driven. And obviously we're a little different. Some, help, some of help us. Help me out, help me out. <laughs> so, you know, along the way through just like, you know, just studying and reading up and just by talking with other ladies, like you can be really tired. I'm not going to lie. So you have all this stuff going, you know, you're taking your kids to the, the dance and the basketball and the, I mean, the day-to-day, -day, you've got the laundry and that, you know, everything. You're working a job. You're, I mean, you are just tired. And, you know, the last thing when you get in bed at midnight, sometimes the last thing you want to do is 
that, you know? And you're like, I'm just tired. Don't touch me. Get away from me. Don't even look at me, you know? But there are times when, um, you know, as because I love my husband and I know that is his love language. Um, you thought there were five, there are six. Um, and you know, but there's only one that matters <laughs> to a man. Um, but there are times when I'm like, you know what, I'm going to set aside, you know, how I'm tired right now. And just as a gift to you, as a gift to you, I'm going to, you know, do this. And then sometimes I'm like, you know what, this, you know, I needed this too. Did you know, ladies, that that is for you as well, that God designed it as fulfilling for you too and being intimate. And this is one thing that I'll say is, well, we hit on it a little bit, but we have a culture that is having a ton of sex. I mean, everybody is doing it, right? A ton of sex, but there is no intimacy, we have no intimacy. And I will tell you, if you want to have the most intimate relationship with your spouse, you stop looking at porn and you stop watching the movies and reading the romance novels and you start only looking at to your spouse to fulfill every need. And then you will have the most intimate uh, sex you've ever had in your life. You take those distractions, looking at other people, girls, Ladies, dreaming of other men, dreaming of other, like, oh, I wish, oh, see how he kisses her? See how he kissed her at the movie? See how he holds her hand? He don't do that for me. You stop doing this, making up this in your mind, and you focus, God, thank you for my husband. He's not perfect. I'm not perfect. But in order to have intimacy, the enemy wants to rob that, and he has because we're very physical, we're physical people, but there is no intimacy and our souls are crying out. We're looking, we're searching on, on social media for connection and we're, we're looking to this person and to that person and we're dying inside because we have no intimacy with the Father and we're looking to other things for our intimacy besides our spouse, how God created intimacy to flow. Come on, y'all need to put your hands together for that. I don't care who you are. That's good stuff right there. That's good. We can go home on that. That was good. Here's the deal. When you pray together and you're connecting emotionally, you're connecting physically, you're connecting spiritually, it makes it harder to fight each other, to, to yell, to kick and to scream at each other. Um, it makes it hard to look at porn. She, she, she said this earlier, but, but can I tell you that, that if... This is, gonna come, this is gonna come off strong, but, but I'm, I'm, I'm so serious about this because I want your marriage to be healthy. Is it okay that I want your marriage to be healthy? Because if your marriage can be healthy, that means you're healthy. And if you're healthy, that means our church is healthy. And if, and if our church is healthy, that means we can go help more people, okay? Listen, if you're not having sex on a regular basis, being intimate with your spouse, you're getting it from somewhere. I don't care who you are, man or woman. You're getting it. They're going, you're going to be getting it from somewhere, from another person, TV, pornography, whatever it is. I know that comes off strong, but I'm going to tell it like it is this morning. If you're not having the intimate connection on a regular basis, it's not that... It's not that your spouse wants it from anywhere else. 
It's that we were created to be with one another. You and, you and I, we, we are, we, God created us uh, as sexual beings. It's not something to be ashamed of. It's not something to be afraid of. It's who he created us to be, and it's something that we crave, and it's a gift that, that God's given us and for us to enjoy and for us to connect together. And I'm telling you, as a married couple, you've got to be together on a regular basis. Because when you are, it it's even makes it hard to hate one another. But what it does do is it makes it easier for us to connect with each other from the day to day. So what is that? What is that? A marriage that is Christ-centered. A marriage that is mission-driven. That is a marriage full of intimacy and adventure, romance and passion. But it's not just all that, it's also it's also trials and pain and hurts, the disappointment, the heartbreak, the forgiveness, the healing. That is all of, all of it. All of that is what we're talking about. Like when we say we want that, I wanna sign up for that. That's what it is, it's, it's the highs and the lows, it's, it's the good and it's the bad. That's what's real and that's what is good, amen? amen? That's what is good. Marriage, it's not a destination, it's an ongoing journey. Amen. It's never gonna be perfect. It's never, never gonna be Pinterest-like. No, it's, 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 it's how, do we, how do we take one step together towards Jesus today? How do, I, how do I lean into Jesus first and, and lean into you as my spouse second? Because if Christ is my one, two is my boo. Come on, somebody. If Christ is my one, two is my boo. Come on, say that with me because it's fun. Christ is my one, two is my boo. Come on, like you got a little bit of soul in you today. Christ is my one, Two is my boo. Christ is my one. Two is my boo. Christ is my one. Come on. Two is my two. Christ is my one. Two is my boo. Christ. Come on. Come on. You know you're going to walk out today. Christ is my one. Two is my boo. Right? You know you're going to be doing that. Come on. Man, let's go. Come on. Do it in your mirror. Yeah. Come on. If you, didn't, if you didn't get nothing out of today, be like, man, all I know, what pastor said today, what Christ is my one, two is my boo. Let's go. Come on, man. Come on. Listen. I don't even know how I recover from that. Where's, where's, where's Tim? I need, my, I, need, I, need, I need a piano player to come up here. Y'all give her for Tim. I don't, know, I don't know where he's at, but he'll be here in a second. Because we, we're going to bring this thing down. Hey, listen. Lean into Jesus. I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't stress that enough. Lean into Jesus. 
Just lean in. Because he loves you. Because he leaned into you first. Mm. You say, well, Jesus has never leaned into me. Can I tell you he did when he died on the cross? When Jesus died on the cross and he shed his blood for your sins and, and he died for me and you so that we don't have to, to live life alone even when it feels like it's alone, but that he would be with us, that he would, he would through the Holy Spirit, comfort us, that we don't have to live this life alone. I want you to know this, this morning that he's praying for you. <clears throat> he's directing you. He's working in all things. Even when you don't realize it or even when you don't know it, he's working in all things. When we are weak, he is strong. And when you stray, He's still there with his arms wide open and says, here I am. I got your back. I love you anyways. Lean into Jesus. But also don't forget that two is your boo and to lean into each other. When your spouse is drifting, I want you to know that the Holy Spirit works in ways that we do not see. Can I tell you that it's the Holy Spirit's job to convict? Not yours, spouse. Maybe you just would change this. Sorry, I just went through puberty. <clears throat> if you would stop doing that. change because it's not your job to convict your spouse it never was they may need to change but how about you just lead the change how about you lean into Jesus first and say Jesus what do I need to change how can I be better for my spouse How do, I, how do I take the stones and I, instead of throwing them at them, I build an altar? This Holy Spirit works in ways we do not see. And he heals the broken pieces of your marriage. You know, maybe you're here today and your marriage is, is hurting. Maybe you're here and it's broken. Maybe it's here, you're here today and this week you're, you've already committed to going to sign the, the papers and filing for divorce. Can I just encourage you to lean into Jesus? To lean into Jesus because I believe that he he heals the broken pieces of our hearts. 
that sometimes the broken pieces really have nothing to do with the other person, but it has all to do with us. I believe that, that God in this place wants to, to touch some marriages today, wants to heal that which is broken, that doesn't work, the hurting, the lack of trust, the insecurities, whatever it may be, wherever maybe you're at, that you would know that he wants to, to heal, heal you and heal your relationship. Because remember, marriage is not perfect because it's between two broken people. But I love how God takes the broken pieces of our lives and he just begins to so intricately put them back together. He takes a picture, this broken picture that once was and, and the pieces begin to be woven back together and once was once broken, now is whole again. And may you be made whole today. May your marriage and your relationships be made whole today because two are better than one. Two are better than one. We, we, we fight this thing together. Together. And so we, I, just, I just wanna pray for you today. Is it okay? Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? And if we can say a prayer today, Maybe you're here and, 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 and there are some, some pieces of your life, your marriage that are broken. And, and you just say, Pastor Welby I, and Kristen, I, I would love it if you would pray for us today. No one's gonna ask you what it, what it is and we're not asking you to come forward or anything like that, but just by a show of hands, you say, hey, would you pray for us? We wanna, wanna say just a special prayer. Yeah, I see your hands. Anybody else in this place? Yeah, hands up all across this place. Anybody else? Yeah, just say a prayer. Include us in this prayer. Who else? Yeah, I see your hands all across this place. Yeah. Yeah, let us pray for you today. God, I, I lift up marriages today. Lord, as we conclude this relationship series. Lord, uncommon. How do we have uncommon marriages, God? Lord, I believe that we got to lean into you and lean into each other. God, I pray for those marriages today that are hurting and broken and need you to intervene in whatever circumstance or situation that is going on. God, I pray that you would, that, that you would step in, that you would be the God of peace today. Lord, that that peace would surpass all understanding. And, and God, I pray that you would, that you'd bring wisdom into and to the decisions that are needing to be made. And Lord, I, I, Lord, I, I pray, Lord, as we learn to communicate with one another and as, as, as things arise, God, that we would respect one another and that we would love one another and that we would be reminded today that we're fighting together. Lord, we're not fighting against each other. We're on the same team. And God, if we're gonna be the best team that there is, 
God, we got to fight things together. And Lord, I, I plead a hedge of protection around our marriages and that you would protect us and keep us safe, God. Lord, Lord, when the enemy comes in and, and rushes in like a flood and, and tries to distract us and tries to, to destroy what you've created, God, Lord, I, I pray today, Lord, that we would remember that, that you are for us and not against us, that you would raise the standard up against it, God, today, that no weapon formed against us shall prosper, God. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that, that two are better than one, and, and God, that, that we can do this thing together. Together. Move in us. Father, I just thank you, Lord, for marriages. God, I thank you for um, soon-to-be marriages or, or marriages in the future, Father. Um, I pray, God, I pray for purity, Lord Jesus. We live in a world, God, that is saturated by sex, God, and the lack of intimacy, Father. But I pray for intimacy like never before. Lord, I pray that we would get our eyes off of others, off of other things, God, and that we would turn to you, the creator, the maker, God, the creator of love, Father. And I pray for a revolution of love and intimacy, God, and may it start with us in our hearts, Father. You see the dark places, Father. You see the the places that nobody sees that we go, Father, but you go, Father. Your spirit is there, God. And not out of shame, not out of guilt or condemnation, but God, you want freedom for us, God. You want intimacy in our love lives, God, like we've never had before. So I speak to purity, God. The spirit of God that would flow, God, from our minds, God, that we would be transformed by the renewing of our mind, God, that we would be in your word, Father, like never before, God, that we would fight for intimacy with you, that we would fight for our spouse, God, and intimacy with them, God, that we would fight for our children, God, and our future children, Lord Jesus, and generations to come, God, that today, Father, we would stand, God, and we would say, no, we will not have this any longer in our future. We will not have divorce. We will not have strife or stress in our home, Lord Jesus, but the Spirit of God will start today in my home, and you will rule, Father. You will reign, God. And from here on out, God, future generations will be changed because of my choices today, because of my decisions today, Father. So I pray for purity. I pray for peace, God. I pray for love, God, like we've never experienced in our homes, in our hearts, Father. You alone, God, can change the heart of man. You alone can change our minds and the way that we think. So I pray for a transformation by the power of your Holy Spirit. Bless your people. Bless us, God, as we pursue passionately the King of Kings, as we pursue you, Jesus, with our lives and with our marriages. And we give you praise in the name of Jesus. for joining us in the Hope Rising podcast. Visit us online at hoperising.co. If you're in the Cypress, Texas area, we would love to connect with you on Sundays, 10 a.m. at Spillane Middle School. Thanks again for listening. Have a wonderful week.